Talking rugby, telling stories, rugby pick. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. In studio with Tommy No Picks, yep. who this week uh, we're calling Tommy One Percenter because he's really he's been crushing his Super Brew. He's in the LFG. top one percent. LFG. LFG. Um, but Tommy, thanks for coming on. We got a ton to get to today. That being said, Tommy, let's go straight into our callers because they want to know what is going on. Let's do it. Stuart, you're on the air, Stuart. Yeah, hi. My name's Stuart McClanahanahan. I was just going to ask you a quick question about the rivalries you see forming in the league. Where do you see the biggest rivalries, whether it's on the field or in the stands? Oh, Stuart, in the stands. He wants to see some in serious the stands, stuff going rivalries. on. I mean, what's in the stands? I want to see some fucking bloodbath, mate. Um, where do you see the juiciest rivalries? Thought a couple of mischievous cunts like yourself oh. might have some insight. All right, lighters. Easy, Stuart. We'll let you get away with that yeah. one. Just remember, you know, kids listen to the program. Uh, but you do got a good question. Tommy, where do you see the big rivalries coming in in the MLR? Well, I see a lot of media around for this week specifically. They're pushing the whole New York, San Diego, East Coast, West Coast thing. We could have a Lakers-Celtics of okay. the 80s right here. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely two good teams. They saw each other in last week's semifinal, so... You know, I think what goes into a rivalry is, are you always competitive? You know, is every game a, a scratch and claw game? And we saw that come down to the last whistle. Um, it's probably going to be the same. So we're thinking San Diego, New York. I mean, we got a classic rivalry in New York, Boston. Obviously. Um, and then I think... Even though week one, that was kind of a blowout for... Uh... For New York. Yeah, well, you know, we've seen both of those teams go in the other directions, but we'll get to that in our picks. Uh, but, Stuart, appreciate the call, McClanahanahan. I would also say another rivalry um, to look out for is ATL and NOLA Gold. We see a lot of that. You know, yeah. King of the South thing. Yep. Let's not even call the, the Gilgronies in Houston a rivalry yet because they're both in the losing column. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of relevance there. But they are battling for Texas this week. So, Stuart, you got what you wanted. We got a whole lot of rivalries going. And, um, you know, mate, if you find yourself at a game, why don't you start uh, throwing a couple elbows? McClanahan. McClanahan out there. Appreciate the call. Next caller. Oh, well, you look at this. We know this number. Guru, what's going on? Guru, check it back in. Guru, upset once again. Can we ever make this guy happy? (laughs) He's always upset. Never. I love it, though. Get to your point. Holy Faleo Nua. USA's restart sucks from the best to the worst. What's happened to us? We have helped me out with that. Why? In God's name, can we, no one kicked the ball 10 meters. <laughs> well, I'm guessing you watched a little of the USA 7s this weekend. Yep. And sure, there were some errors. There were some unforced errors uh, with not getting that restart 10 meters. 
Uh, but you know what? Not everybody's uh, holy Falau Nua. Well, yeah, Falau is the best in the world at restarts. And right foot, left gonna foot. There's going to be a drop off when you come down from having the best in the world. But uh, there, there was some pretty poor restarts. Just you got to get a ten at least. You got to give speed. your guy a shot to make a play right. on the ball. And we have the speed to kick it deep down the field and put pressure up as a defense. I don't see why we didn't adjust maybe to try that a couple times. We like winning it in the air. You know, we're greedy. Also, we go get every one. Pinkelman was not playing. So he's one of the best at going up and getting it. So Yeah, you really got to put it in place so your guy can have a shot at it. And uh, USA Rugby, we didn't get it done on restarts this weekend. But uh, Guru, you got a little something else? You can't kick the ball 10 meters. You can't win in rugby. Will you help me with this, please? All right, get Secondly, to it. Why is Madison Hughes the face of USA Rugby when we got people like Danny Barrett and Mr. Tomasine? Help me. Well, if it wasn't obvious that you were calling out Madison Hughes, it's very clear right now. I mean, Madison was doing the restarts. Uh, but, Guru, you know, the reason why he's the face of USA Rugby is he's charming, he's handsome, he's energetic. He's been the captain for years. He's been a leader. He uh, helped Dartmouth win their first two CRCs, and he's played rugby his whole life. So, I get it. Danny Barrett, you know, he's a little more American, a little more marketable. <laughs> and like you said, Mr. Tamasine. I'm holding up my fingers like an Italian, Tommy. Tamasine. Guru, man. we know you love your Italians, but... Tell you what, you got to roll with the face of USA Rugby, and right now, that is Matty Hughes. Good restarts or not. Next call, we got Ben. Ben from Spain. Hey, guys, this is Ben. I'm calling from Spain. And uh, what I want to know from the Rugby Pick'em Boys is who is the team, who are the young guns of the MLR with the stars that we're going to see at the, uh, the test level in the next couple of years? Thanks a lot. Bye. Appreciate the call, Ben. Who are the young guns in the MLR? Well, I tell you what I would like right now. I'd like information at my fingertips. I wish I could just go onto my computer, search every single MLR roster, and see what their ages are. Now, it just so happens, I put one of my best on it. He's building a scraper that's going to go on, pull all the information off the Wikipedia sites. That's right, Noah Flom. Get on my scraper, stop working your nine to five, and start working on my coding projects that I assign you. Um, but Tommy, right now, we, we just have to go off kind of what we think. Tommy, is there a particular team in Major League Rugby that you think has more youth, or are they pretty much all evenly balanced? Uh, it's, I mean, it seems like the, the better teams have made some like older player signings, but as for having youth, per se, Youth. 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 Some youths. Um, I would say look to the college game, Ben. If you want to see who the next batch of Eagles are going to be right now, St. Mary's, Lindenwood have great programs. Obviously, Cal and BYU are stalwarts. I've been hearing big things about uh, Central Washington. What you got to do, Ben, is watch a lot of rugby. If you see someone under 25, write his name down because he might wear an Eagle jersey one day. If he's already playing in the MLR under 25, it's a good chance that they could move up. Appreciate the call, Ben. Next caller here. Ooh, we got someone from Mexico. Hola, Saludos from Mexico. Here in Mexico, we like a lot of football. 
pero like we're not fan of referee decision. What you think of árbitros en MLR this season? Gracias, papi. Oh, muchas gracias a ti. Ah, así, así. However, I didn't understand a word you said. Tommy, it sounded like she wants to know. Is it? It sounded like she was tying in football. She's upset with the referee's decisions in Mexico, and she wants to know if we're upset with the MLR referees. I would say they do a pretty good job. I mean, I'll still die on the hill that the forward pass uh, was called against the Raptors in week three was, in fact, backwards. I'm going to die on that hill all season. Um, but, yeah, I say the refs do a pretty good job down here. Appreciate it, mamacita. Keep calling in. Oh, looks like we got another. He always knows what time to call. Yeah, Guru, checking back in. Yep. My topic is you want to talk about it is the positioning of the MLL for differentiation and growth. Look, we all understand the dedication of the rugby community. Well, we understand the dedication, Guru. You've called in four times <laughs> so in two shows, so we know how dedicated you are. But uh, continue on. But how do we attract the non-rugby faithful is the question. The Guru has some ideas, but tell me if you want to go here or not, because I don't want to be cut off. You want to discuss this? I have points and questions for you. Let me know. Otherwise, I'm out. Ooh, Guru standing up for himself. I think we definitely want to hear these ideas and these points. Guru, call in next week. We want to hear your ideas and points. Don't worry. We won't cut you off. We respect good callers that bring good game to the show. But if you're going to babble on like that clown Austin last week, well, we're just going to cut you off. We don't need any of that. Cut but Guru, mic. you want to know... What's going on? How do we attract the non-rugby faithful? Tommy, in the business world, there's a little thing we like to call cross-selling. Okay? Cross-selling. Cross-sell, right? Go out with a friend. You say, hey, John, I haven't seen you in a while. Let's go get a beer. Sure, let's go get a beer. Hey, why don't we get that beer at an MLR game? Boom, cross-sell. You get a non-rugby <laughs> game. You, you start him with a beer, and then yep. that beer turns into a beer at the rugby game. Now, I mean, in all seriousness... I think the targeted marketing that I see on Instagram is crazy. Like, obviously, I click on rugby things. I get ads all the time. They're spending all these money on targeted ads for rugby people. For the most part, the rugby people are already there in the stands. You got to go outside your net. You got to do some creative stuff. The Raptors did a, uh, a, a glitter and glitter and grit grit session where they literally invited women. They uh, specifically targeted non-rugby women, and they taught them the rules, and they had a nice night, and I'm sure Pete Borlace was the bell of the ball. Um, but yeah, you got to do little things like that. The Gilgronies are doing crazy stuff with this human fireball nonsense. <laughs> Half-time um, human fireball. you got to think outside of the it. box. You know, Harpo's always stressed it. It's your duty as a rugby fan to explain the rules to people in the stands that don't know how to play. That's how you turn them into fans. Yeah. Uh, but Guru, go there. Okay? We want you calling. We want to hear your ideas and uh, appreciate the call. Tommy, let's talk about what has happened in MLR. We're one quarter in. Q1 is done. The Q1 numbers are yeah. in. And guess what? They're good <laughs> for the East. Right now, the right. East is almost completely sitting on top of the West. San Diego is the only thing holding them back. Exactly. we got two undefeated teams, San Diego and Toronto. Are they going to run Toronto. the table? 
Probably not. It's a 16-game season, but they're looking very, very healthy right now. Uh, but, Tommy, I did go into the archives uh, about a week or so back. I wanted to see Utah play, um, you know, because they were playing the Raptors last weekend. And they ended up losing. Raptors got their first home win. Shout out Rene Ranger. Two tries. Shout out Sammy Slade, 80-minute man. But what I did see in the week one film against Rugby ATL, shout out Missile, great comeback, right? So Rugby ATL gets off to a slow start. Hagen Schulte put him under pressure all day for Utah. Uh, but right before halftime, right before halftime, I noticed a new upcoming star in this league emerge. Her name is Maria Martin. She's a sideline Maria reporter Martin. for NBC Atlanta. And Tommy, I mean... Maria hung in there like an absolute champ when her play-by-play guy kicked it down to her. Didn't even give her a heads up. No heads up. No heads up. There's um, obviously some organizational mix-ups. Oh, yeah. And this is why I love the MLR. It's, it's the, the bootleg broadcasts. It's a startup company. You know, I, I've harped on this before. <laughs> I love it. I love the novelty of it. But Maria is a true pro. Um, she didn't even know she was getting cued on. And then when she was cued on, she absolutely nails an ad read. Uh, you got to hear it for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, Maria Martin. Now we'll check in with Maria on the sideline as we head into this hydration break. Absolutely crushed it. MVP. Headed to the sin bin. <laughs> sin bin. They um, were probably like, hey, have you ever heard of rugby? You want to go report on this? She crushed it. Maria Martin, shout out. And uh, I've always said Stacy Pates, CBS's sideline reporter, was the king in this here sideline reporting game. Queen. Guess what, State? Oh, queen. Well, <laughs> queens, kings don't matter. It's about who's on top. And guess what, Stacy? Maria Martin's coming for you. Shout out to Maria, powering through, and then reading the hydration break. Incredible ad. stuff from Maria. Uh, we had a little culture update. Oh, yes. From our friend at Rugby United New York. Now, you've been following one player pretty intimately on his Instagram story. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what's going on with Monsieur Bastereau? Well, <laughs> Monsieur Bastereau is uh, really living it up in New York. He He's updating everyone on his day-to-day. It just really looks like Bastereau is enjoying himself in New York. He's so cultured, going to museums. Well, he's French. I mean, the culture oh, oozes yeah. out of him. <laughs> exactly. But he, he's going to all these museums and just really looking like he's liking living overseas in the States. Or, Love it. Well, he's made the shift to eight, and I think he's stepped up. Our producer, Absolutely. Florida Man Dev, keeps ragging on him, keeps <laughs> ragging on him about his fitness. I think, I think his work rate's up, man. He had 15 carries last week. The guy works hard, and a try... That came in for Rooney this week was off a Bastereau line break. Little uh, split the gap, offload, boom. Rooney walks yeah. in. 
if uh, Florida Man doesn't watch out, Bill Ellis might have another call in. Nah, Bill Ellis doesn't like Florida Man's passive aggressiveness. <laughs> but Tommy, what is the name of the show? Rugby Pick'em. <laughs> Rugby Pick'em. And according to Harpo, we have to know our role. we got to do the picks. He said never, ever skip the picks. So here we go. Week five, we're starting quarter two. Um, and it's starting Friday night at a game where we will be. The Colorado Raptors hosting the undefeated Toronto Arrows. Toronto. And um, I would say Toronto's got to be a favorite, even on the road, undefeated. Unfortunately, I'm going to run into a contradiction here because I said I wouldn't pick against Toronto until they lost, but I'm a diehard Raptor guy, season ticket holder, so I can't okay. pick against my company. That's right. I've just made myself an equity, <laughs> equity holder now. Yeah. <laughs> Mayor Mike. I would say the Raptors are going to be a 10-point dog at home. I think they're going to cover that spread. I picked them on Super Brew to win just for shits and gigs because, quite frankly, I I am like all the other idiots. I'm sub-500. I got no idea what's going on with my picks. You, on the other (laughs) hand, are Tommy 1%. Tommy, not only have you been making your picks, you're in the top 1% right now. Isn't that true? I am. Where do you rank in the U.S.? I am second in the U.S., I am 26th global and second among Rooney fans. Oh, I guess that means the number one guy in the U.S. is a Rooney fan. I guess so. That's our uh, little detective work. There you go. Two heads detective best are around. better than one. A cruise up. So, you're Mr. One Percenter. You've been riding Toronto. I'm assuming you're going to take him here on the road yeah. in Affinity Park. I mean, they're the best team in the East, and the East is better than the West, so in my mind, they're the best team in the league right now. There you go. Simple logic. Second game, NOLA Gold hosts the New England Free Jacks, the Shrine on Airline. Now, NOLA Gold's been spotty, 2-2, win-loss, win-loss, but they play hard at home, and quite frankly, Tommy, I haven't seen much out of the Free Jacks since that opening win. Since we, I cannot, with a sound mind, pick the Free Jacks to win unless I see Bowden Walker back in the lineup. He got hurt week one. He was their X-Factor week one. I hope he's better because he's electric. Uh, But I'm going to go ahead and say not only is Nola an eight-point favorite at home, I think they're going to cover that spread and win big, and New England's going to be in a whole lot of trouble. Yep. Make me eat my words, Evan Geist. We'll see. I think both teams have been spotty, and it just depends on what which teams decide to show up. So, I, But I picked New Orleans by three. I was going to say, that sounded like a Tommy no picks. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Nola by it's, three. Yeah. It's going right, to so, be a close one, I think. So you'll take New England with that eight-point line? Absolutely. All right, here we go. Game three. I would say the clash of Texas, but as we noted earlier, it can't be a rivalry if they both stink. The Houston Sabercats are one and three, losing three in a row since they won their home opener. And they will host... The once again winless Austin Gilgronies, who oh. are 0 3 and 1. BT, I'm really curious to see who you have picked for this game because you said. Listen. The Gilgronies were going to have five wins this season. I, I said they'd get their five wins. Show me the path to five wins. <laughs> it's, it's getting a little more narrow. I think they're going to get their five wins, but this is not the week. This is not the week. I will. I basically I picked against the Cats week one, and then I picked them to win every single week. So I'm just missing on Houston every week. I'm going to go ahead and say Houston by 21 at home. 
They're going to romp the AGs, even with the new signings of Kurt Morath and Will McGee back in the MLR from yeah. the London Scottish. Yeah. I think uh, once the RFU slashed uh, the championship funding, Will, Will got on a plane and <laughs> said, all right, I'm done with this, and I'll head to the MLR. But it's good to see Will McGee back in the league. Tommy, who you got? I Austin Gilgronis at the Cats. Remember, you're a one percenter guy now. Okay? <laughs> Bernie would not be happy with I could you. Not be, yeah, Bernie. Um, but yeah, I picked Austin I to think win straight up. If, the, if they're gonna win this year, it's gotta it's gotta start this week. So what I picked them by three. What have we said every week? They're due. It's due. They're, <laughs> they're due they for a win. Due. Three three names, zero wins. Come on. All right. You heard it, folks. Tommy 1%, ranked 26 globally. He says it's the Gilgronies week. Uh, let's head over to Starfire Stadium in Seattle where the Rain City Dickfish, that's right, the Seattle Seawolves have capitalized on their first win. They're feeling a bit momentum, a bit of swag. They're hosting the Warriors who are completely unpredictable, hard to read. And when we watched them play last week, just stagnant offense. I mean, Gannon Moore was really the only thing they had going on. The guy's got such a good jump cut. I don't know what it is. By the way, for those that don't know, Gannon used to play flanker. And he played down in New Zealand, completely retoned his skills. And now he's a winger. And he's an eagle. Golf clap for Gannon. Not a lot of people can move from the forwards to the backs. And to do so and become an eagle, uh, that's a shout out. But he was kind of their only thing going against the Raptors last week. That, I'd say the easy pick here is take Seattle big at home. If I was handicapping the game, I would put Seattle as a 12-point favorite, and I think they're actually going to shatter that line as well. I guess Seattle by 17. Yeah, I would agree. I think that Seattle will kind of come out, and they they seem to be hitting their stride. I mean, they only have one win, but last week was... According to Tommy, one win, three losses is your stride. <laughs> I think they want a little more stride. They than need a just little last more week. stride, but um, the only thing I really liked about that Utah match that we watched last week was the kicking at the beginning of the game, and then they kind of went away from that. Oh yeah, we had uh, Mason Emerson and Hagen Schulte just bouncing that ball back and forth like a ping pong game. It was a back three. Uh, all the necks in the stadium were going left, right, left, right. I tell you, the chiropractor work in Denver is going to skyrocket this week after that game. <laughs> but, Tommy, we're both taking the Rain City Dickfish at home for another big win. And shout out to the best fan base in the MLR. They keep selling out every week. We expect nothing less from the folks up there in Seattle. Next game, Battle in the East. We will have boots on the ground at this game. Multiple sources, moles inside not only the Old Glory DC Glory Hole, which is the fan section of Cardinal Stadium, but Rugby ATL insider Harpo, he sent us an email. All aboard! Choo-choo! He's on his way to Charlottesville today, and then he's going to finish out that trip to Washington, D.C., to the nation's capital. Harpo doesn't take planes. He only takes trains. Right up the Atlantic Coastal zip zip train. Oh, the old zip train, yeah. No, he, uh, right on up. he will be there supporting ATL. And we have our two friends, the Glory Holes, who have called in. And uh, baby brother, C. Shea, will be at the game, too. 
finally peeling his lazy ass off the couch. He missed the <laughs> OGDC opener. How can you miss history like that, man? I tell you what. But let's get to the actual game, Tommy. Old Glory, since losing their opener, are three wins in a row, two of them on the road. ATL, on the other hand, started out 2-0 and and have stalled out now at 2-2. Two and two. I would say at home, you got to say Old Glory's got to be at least a six-point favorite. Yep. I, well, I picked Old Glory by five. Ooh, all right. Think, so we, we agree on that line. It's right around yeah. there. I think Old Glory is kind of like the underdog for being one of the better teams in the league right now. But I think Atlanta is also up there, even though they have two losses in a row. So you are taking Atlanta if it's a six-point spread, but yep. you think Old Glory is going to win this game? Yes, I do. Mm, you know, I have picked against Old Glory every week, and I haven't learned my lesson. Give me Rugby ATL, the Rattlers, <laughs> on the road to not only cover this spread, but win outright. Last game, the one we've been building towards. We've seen online the MLR push the marketing on this thing. We have the two biggest names, the biggest centers, Ma'anonu and Meti Bestero with their arms crossed, just looking all fierce. Tommy, who you got? San Diego hosting the Rooney Roosters. Rooney. I got Rooney. Wow. He's taking Rooney on the road. I would say San Diego is at least a four-point favorite. I'm going to say they win comfortably by 10. That's fair. I mean, both teams are really looking hot right now. So it's so hot right now. So hot. <laughs> the MLR has been waiting for this moment, honestly. The two biggest signings playing each other and shout two of the out, best teams. Shout out to Harpo's boy, uh, Marcus Walsh, who dotted down right at the end of the Rooney Houston game to get a bonus point. I mean, Houston was down a point. They had to go to the full field. So they're just trying everything. Yeah, I mean, Rooney capitalized. They won a slop game in the wind and the rain down in Houston. They have yet to host a game. So it's going to be one of these situations. Rooney gets another key away win, and they're setting themselves up for a massive second half of the season where they're going to see games in New York um, and potentially get some of that momentum we saw last year with the Toronto Arrows who ran the home table, went 8-0. But the East is super competitive. Rooney's got to get every bonus point they can. Um, And in a way, the West is kind of competitive, too, because there's only one team that's kind of chalked in at a playoff spot. That's true. Two through through six is wide open. Vying for that second spot. Wide, wide open. Uh, Tommy, you got any any general things you want to say to the Rugby Pick'em crowd? What is the number to call the voicemail line? 720. Two five nine tuck and what eight, is eight two five? There we go. I got it. I got it. I had to study up a little bit, but oh, I'm, you, I'm you had to study to memorize a Se- ten digits. Ten di- uh, seven, seven or digits. Seven digits. Yeah. No ten. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, thanks for calling in. I'm BT here with my co-host Tommy No Picks. Pick him. Pick him.
That's right, I've just made myself an equity, <laughs> equity holder now. Yeah. <laughs> Mayor Mike. This is Rugby Pick'em, the official, unofficial podcast of the MLR. Time caller, long time listener. Listen, I'm calling because I want to know what's going on with the college scene out here on the West Coast. Over the past two decades, Cal and BYU have always been the top dogs, but recently the Central Washington Wildcats beat the living shit out of the BYU Cougars 51 to 7. What's going on up there in Ellensburg, Washington? Thanks, Pickham. Look, you want to discuss this? I have points and questions for you. Let me know, otherwise I'm out. Uh, is there a particular team in the NFL that's younger than the rest? I don't know about the NFL, but in the uh, MLR... Um, well, if we're talking about NFL, Nate Ebner, but, uh... <laughs> All right, get to it. Tommy, is... the Detective Crusoe yeah. Detective Bathroom but that's so bad <laughs> so bad hey what's up guys long time fan of the program um, gonna keep this one short and sweet just uh, browsing through the website and the microphone on your site and your logo looks a little bit like a dick um, I can't unsee it now and uh, just felt I had to share that with you love the work you're doing keep it up I don't think the fart got on there. <laughs> know your role.